you have to identify an audience. You have to understand that audience and super serve them with content, with understanding what the key stories are, getting some scoops, pushing to get really cool stories that no one's really talking about. You know, old fashioned journalism is part of it. You're listening to Identity Revolution, a podcast from the consumer identity management experts at Infutor Data Solutions. In each episode, we invite industry leaders for data-driven discussions on all things marketing, analytics, and identity. Join us as we take a deep dive into industry trends, strategies, and the future of data technology. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Infutor Data Solutions Identity Revolution podcast. My name is Corey Davis, and I lead the MarTech, AdTech, and Media Industry and Ecosystem and Vertical here at Infutor. And very, very excited for our new episode here and our new guest, Andy Plesser. Andy Plesser is founder and CEO of Beat TV. For those of you that, that don't know Beat TV, here at Infutor, we are big, big fans, so highly recommend subscribing and getting involved. BTV was founded in 2006. Andy has, over the last 15 years or so, built it into a video series, a very prominent video series, email newsletter, and events, all which we know and, and love, me specifically. Earlier in his career, Andy founded and ran Pluser Associates, a PR firm, and was also a producer of jazz programming back at the beginning of his career at the, let me get this right, the New York Shakespeare Festival Public Theater. Correct. And also for CBS. BTV is a culmination of Andy's experiences as a filmmaker, concert promoter, television producer, and public relations executive. So obviously his life is way more interesting than mine, for example. So very excited to have him. Andy spends a lot of time behind the camera asking questions of others. So we thought it would be fun and interesting to do a bit of a role reversal show here and excited to jump in. Andy, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Corey. Really appreciate the opportunity and thanks for your interest and, and for your kind words. Absolutely. All right. So get us started, I guess, for the audience, share a little bit more if you could about, about your background beyond what that intro there and 15 years of BTV, the time before that, PR, jazz, all that stuff. What's the overview? There's a lot of elements that sort of led to what I do now. And I always loved doing art. I liked making films when I was in high school. I love the camera. I love to throw a party. At college, I was chairman of the social committee at Antioch College, which was quite a place. And I've always sort of enjoyed all those things. And also, you mentioned my work with Joseph Papp and the work at the Public Theater, New York Shakespeare Festival, where I produced jazz concerts and concerts in the park and some on Broadway. And I guess my DNA is a producer. I pride myself in understanding what's important from a business standpoint and kind of pulling it all together. And also, I like networking and I like being generous and gracious and sort of including people in what I do. And there's a personal element. So, you know, briefly, in terms of how BTV came together, as you referenced, I had a PR firm for a number of years. I was in the business working for Howard Rubenstein and then off on my own in 92. And around 15 years ago or so, I was working with my clients at Dartmouth College. We represented the college. And I said, you know, I have, they, they're, 
they wanted to be on TV. They wanted to be on CNN. They wanted to be in all these things. And they're way up in the middle of New Hampshire without a satellite studio. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get a $100 Panasonic camera and tape them, tape the faculty, do like 10-minute interviews with about 20 of them, do it kind of a cheap editing job myself, kind of down and dirty edit job. And I would put it up on the web. This is actually when Flash was pervasive, but before YouTube. And people were flipped out. They just loved it. And, and for people who'd never been on video as a PR guy to be able to create content. And of course, there was no social media and search was early, but it could be shared. The links could be shared through, could be shared through list mail servers and email where it reached thousands of people. It was an aha moment for me where I figured, wow, creating video, niche video in sort of a vertical with people who've never been on video is, is a powerful thing. And I decided to go into that full time and the PR firm supported my transition and the rest is history. Love it. That's amazing. Love the story. And so for, for BTV itself, I guess, talk everybody through the business itself. I mean, there's a video series, there's events. I think for the most part, it's sort of sponsorship driven. Is that, I guess, what's the business model, I guess? So about, yes, you're right. It's largely sponsored. I bet about 75% of the videos that you'll see are associated with a sponsorship series or a sponsored event. By the same token, it's not pay to play and we cover the industry. We cover what we find is important, compelling, just on an editorial basis. So based on editorial decisions that we make, we've done a lot of events. The events obviously were put on a back burner through COVID. So a lot of what we do are sponsored series where we work with a sponsor who wants a particular address, a particular segment, whether that's addressable or identity or data or programmatic on the sell side, the buy side, whatever it might be. And we formulate a series with thought leaders around that. And it's not an endorsement of our sponsor, but the sponsor is associated with it. So it's not custom content or video news releases or anything of that nature. It's strong editorial that's sponsored and it's based on a flat fee and the, the series are generally seven to 15 in, in episodes. We also do a podcast, a weekly podcast, and we are getting back into our events business. We did do a big virtual event during CAM week in June with Group M, which was very successful. But I've shied away from the virtual events. I think people are kind of burnt out. In that virtual event we did do, we created a lot of video programming that we basically published as segments for six weeks because people don't really tune in, in my opinion, for, for the most part. They just can't give up the time. So we're getting back into the events business. We're doing our next big event in Santa Monica, November 17th and 19th. Lowe's, and I'm really happy that uh, Infratour is coming, that you guys are part of it. We have about 150 amazing people, and that's we're doing another event in February in San Juan, and the events are different. You know, we don't take over a giant ballroom. It's a small ballroom. It's a small event. A lot of it's off the record. It's very much about learning and, and exchanging ideas and networking, and then there's a definitely a video component where we create a studio where all of our participants uh, do segments so we produce video but it's an extraordinary event that as i say as opposed to you know your typical industry event where there's some speakers and they kind of come in they come out everybody's together for three days so that's exciting we're going to do more next year and we're looking at, at other opportunities around 
career services, consulting, advising, and but things are exciting, uh, and we're expanding the business. That's awesome. Congratulations on sort of surviving and, and thriving as a as a business during this this very strange and and sort of upside down event that we've all gone through the last last eighteen or so months. That's incredible, incredible accomplishment. Thanks, and it bro. seems like it's actually, in some ways, the the changing sort of lifestyles of people and how business gets done and how we promote our businesses and things like that. It seems like that has has actually been a, a pretty substantial benefit to BTV specifically. I find myself very active, like watching almost every single video that, that comes out. And so I guess, is that fair across the business for BTV? We have seen, people have been interested in, in seeing what other people are doing, who they are, what they have to say up close and personal. And that's been sort of the core of the form factor in the business, you know, since we started. Through COVID, it's been extraordinary. People are alone. They want to know what's going on. They want to see their buddies or they want to see the next big thing is. There's certainly great trade publications where you can read about things. But I think to have that personal connection to spend five or eight minutes is very unique. And the other thing, as much as we hate Zoom, it's been fantastic for me. So we can do tapings with folks in Los Angeles or Bangalore or London or Cape Town or Brooklyn, Paramus, New Jersey, wherever they are. It's easy for us to, to cover breaking news and also just to have access to more people more easily. And so from a operational standpoint, we're definitely going to do more. We're, we're going to go back to in-person studio production, but we're going to definitely do remote stuff just like CNN does remote. I mean, they always have, sure. and they will, and we will too. So the whole remote thing has been great. And I think the feedback that I get from so many of my colleagues is that we're so happy to be in touch, to know what's going on, to be connected. And that's really important. The other thing that's been very valuable from a business or community standpoint has been our success with LinkedIn and uploading all our videos to LinkedIn and tagging everybody who's in the show. And, and that's been very good. So LinkedIn has been a very powerful network. And I think it's just been relevant. And from a business standpoint, people are not going to Cannes or they may not be going to CES or whatever. So there's a lot of marketing spend and what we provide is an attractive alternative. So that's been uh, definitely uh, a benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Good to hear. I'm glad things are going well. I think as a member of the industry, of the community, or I'm personally very excited that, that things are going well for you guys. I think it's an important role. Plus it's good and interesting stuff and valuable. And I get to learn things and, and see what people are doing. So, so it's just like that. And that's also, I know a question that you wanted to ask, which I'll just dive in is that, why did I get into the video as a sector? Why not bird watching or I don't know, some or sailing or I don't know, or something else. So. The whole thing has been an adventure for me personally. So I'm interested in the sector, but I've also like, I'm really into PR and marketing and social media and all that stuff. But I'm very passionate as a producer, as a user of TV and media. So for me to start out 15 years ago to learn about how web video and web news changed and how this whole new media would be monetized has been fascinating for me to cover, but also to learn as a producer in terms of growing my business and understanding the sector, as opposed to just covering some 
miscellaneous sector. It's, it's been an adventure and it's been valuable. Good to hear. Good to hear. And then, okay, so I think the next question I wanted to ask was around this MarTech, AdTech, media, data, agency, wild and crazy world that we both find ourselves in. There's certainly a bit of headwinds around publishers, just generally publishing in that business. You certainly have found a way to do that, to do that well, to have a business, also create good content, but something that's compelling to, to advertisers. I guess, what's your take on how'd you pull that off? Like, how can others sort of adjust their business and their capabilities in the future? What's the approach that you recommend for others? So I think you have to identify an audience. You have to understand that audience and super serve them with content, with understanding what the key stories are, getting some scoops, pushing to get really cool stories that no one's really talking about. You know, old-fashioned journalism is part of it. But I also think that while there are lifestyle businesses, sports businesses, and all kinds of other businesses, I'm very focused on B2B and niche. And I think that, that if you address a sector that is dynamic, that they're interesting people, and you can sort of get in the middle of by reporting and pulling people together physically in person, that's awesome. And we've seen that happen. And of course, it can be temporal. Things change. You have to be nimble. For example, some years ago, 10 years ago, like I used to go to NAB and I used to cover the online video platforms and infrastructure and software. And all that stuff has sort of become consolidated or it's, it's just mar- it's, it's commoditized and there's a few players. So it's not that interesting to cover. So I sort of moved on. And then the uh, iPhone and the uh, iPad came out and mobile video became a thing. It be- a couple of years later, it became a big thing in advertising. And now what's happening is the TV is converting. TV consumption has changed radically. And the publisher, the broadcasters are changing to, uh, you know, these streaming strategies. So I guess what's important is to understand your audience, understand the sector, but follow it closely and be nimble as it transforms. And you need to transform both in terms of the editorial that you produce and your business objectives around growth. I used to cover digital news and news publishers, and it was very interesting, but it was like no advertising basis around it really except for a few subscription service companies or mail houses or something like that so you have to kind of keep up with what's editorially relevant and where the dollars are going where investment is right now it's pretty insane as you know in terms of investment around data and analytics and identity and venture investment and some incredible valuations and exits and and so forth And, and as a result there's a lot of innovation that's being funded and there's a lot of marketing. So I would say to publishers, keep up, try to understand what's happening, maybe get some idea of you know what's next and where to move and, and you'll do great. <laughs> great advice. Thank you for sharing that. I think the last question I have around BTV is sort of like, you've been at this for 15 years, you've expanded it in very meaningful ways. It seems to be going well. What's next for the business? You mentioned something about career something, I think I heard you say, but I guess like 
what are the things that you're considering as opportunities for growth in the future? Yeah, so we are a very lean and mean operation. I'm not going to disclose on this show how small we are. It's sort of shocking. But we have a great team and we have a great network of, of freelancers and editors. and We have very good software project management and we kind of make it happen. That said, we're definitely scaling. Business is double this year. We, we're sold out with our inventory through the end of the year. Even we're sold out for CES, believe it or not. And what's happening is we're definitely hiring editorial side in terms of a strong editor. We're, we're currently looking into that and also to formalize our sales in a, in a more you know organized way and also operation. So we'll be hiring, I'd say, about three to five people by the end of the year. So we're, we're scaling quickly. There is a demand. We can only manage so much. And we also think that there's an opportunity to expand what we do a little bit in other related areas. For example, Hollywood and entertainment, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of innovation of interesting people who want to be on camera. So there are other sort of subsets that we're going to uh, expand into more in terms of other categories within feed, we're doing a side redesign. So there's a lot going on and it's very exciting and it's sort of this transformative time for for the business I couldn't be happier. Good to hear. Good to hear. Again, very happy that, that things are going well for the business. Again, as a an avid listener, viewer, very excited for you. Okay. So outside of as we kind of wrap up here in the next couple of minutes, I guess outside of BTV, what are you spending your time on? I mean, you're kind of running a business there that probably takes up the vast majority of your time, I would think. But outside of that, what are you spending your time on? So I really enjoy being outside when I can. I love travel. I love travel a lot. I haven't traveled. I have my dog. We have a great time together. And I also enjoy sailing a lot. And I haven't been able to do as much as I'd like to. So sailing is kind of my passion and travel and Drinking good wine. I had a little bit too much of that during the, uh, a little bit too much food and wine during the lockdown, but I guess I'm not alone there. But I, I enjoy entertaining. I enjoy networking. I enjoy my family. And, uh, and I would just add that in terms of BTV and what I'm passionate about, I am passionate about it as a job, as a lifestyle, as a great thing. There's also a lot of really great feeling and love. If I may, I don't know if we sound too corny, but I get great satisfaction by the feedback, by the interaction, by the work that I do. I'm also very involved with Boys Club of Puerto Rico. The girl, I'm sorry, I'm very involved with the, the Boys and Girls Club of Puerto Rico. I'm chairman of their media department, their media committee, I should say. And I've been very involved with getting the industry organized around fundraising and PSAs. It's been very productive. In fact, at all of our events, we do a, a charity fundraiser for them. So I'm very passionate about Puerto Rico and the kids. And it's a long story how I got involved with that. But I think if you can do something to help people in your own way or to inspire other people to help, that's really, really awesome. And that's one of the most beautiful parts of my life and what I do. And I'm grateful. And we're doing our next event in Puerto Rico, February 5th to the 7th. And Univision is our sponsor, lead sponsor. So we're going to be down there in Puerto Rico in February, which sounds pretty good to me. So that's what's up, man. And Corey is great. I really appreciate having this time to chat with you and talking about it. On. 
Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'm very excited. I think you mentioned it. Yes, I will be along with a colleague will be at the beat retreat in Santa Monica in November. And I don't think we've committed yet, but I'm going to be pushing for San Juan. That sounds pretty, yeah, baby. pretty amazing. Okay. Where can the last question is, where can the audience find more about you, about BTV? Where do they go subscribe? Where do they find yeah. all your content? So the best place to go is beat.tv, B-E-T.tv. And that's the best way to find our content and sign up for the newsletter. LinkedIn is best for me personally, Andy Plesser. We do have a LinkedIn a corporate one, but it's not as active and, you know, the corporates are not as well indexed as personal. So follow me at Andy, at Andy Plesser, and that's the best way to kind of keep up with, with everything and actually to watch our videos, which have been, we all, we publish on, on LinkedIn. And, and that's the story. Awesome. Andy Plesser from BTV. Thank you so much for joining us. Audience, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Corey. Thanks again for listening to Identity Revolution. For more data-driven discussion, subscribe to Identity Revolution on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And for more on how Infutor can improve your data strategy across your entire enterprise, visit infutor.com.